in. So hi everyone, we are back to Boots and Heels, episode six. I'm here with yes. yourself, MJ, Ashley, and we've got a special aggress. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, you're coming in through. Okay. <laughs> so we've got a special guest today. We've got the wonderful Rebecca. Rebecca, tell us, tell us about yourself. Who, who is Rebecca? Okay, so Rebecca Joe Adams is from the Cape Flats, uh, the ghetto. Um, I've been playing soccer since I was six years old um, with the boys, only boys. So I was born in 2000. Mm-hmm. And as you know, most 2000 babies, there was no grassroots mm-hmm. for under 14 and 15. So I played with the big ladies. So you're talking about national team players who were like 28, 25. And I was only 13. Or I was a baby when I started. <laughs> But it was a good thing because when I when I started at the age of 16, 18, I had a jump start over everybody because I knew exactly how to play and a lot of guidance, a lot of mentors from these big, big players. Um, but it's been a hell of a journey, um, I must say, um, especially being mixed in South Africa. Um, and I don't take any no for an answer. Um, so it was a lot of no backing up, a lot of pushing, a lot of hard work. Um, and yeah, um, I think overall, when people think of the bigger Joe Adams back home, that girl's really consistent. She's really hardworking. Um, because a lot, a lot of my fans will say, no, that, that, that girl is special because um, I've always just pushed through. Um, I don't have anything else to say, but if you have any questions, we can go on to that. Well, wow. <laughs> why, you know, you're at the level that you are because you're playing with boys and that's never really easy. Mm-hmm. Were they ever light with you or did they just knock you like you was one of the boys? No, knocking, knocking around. At first it was it's horrible. Um, but obviously when I got used to it, it was easier. Um, I think playing with the boys makes you a bit more physical, makes you a bit more attentive. Um, your spaces um, moving in and out, and which is a good thing. And then obviously you said as well that you were playing with girls that was over 10 years older than you. I didn't know at the time. <laughs> no, the day you were younger though. Yeah, I was the youngest. I was 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so how did you feel, feel like you matched up against them? No, I never did when I was younger. I was, I never went to parties, never went out. Always, it was just always Saturdays. It was soccer with the girls because they were training for nationals, and I had to be there. Coach wanted me to be there. I was only thirteen or fourteen, and he made he gave me breaks. So the, the ladies were like 28, 25. and obviously they were all um, all mature, both, and I'm still a kid. So I got maybe like fifteen minutes just to rest up and then continue again. Um, but it was always always like that. Wow, that is. Crazy. You only think about it later, like. I only realized, like, now, like, you actually did put in the work that time, Rebecca. That's why you're here today. Oh, <laughs> No, I'm a type of person, like, I'm, I'm really hardworking. So sometimes, mm. like, it slips out of my mind that, like, I, I've done it and you just have to do it again. So it's just like a continuous cycle of always hard work, consistency. So you don't think it yourself, Ash, you, you should know because Ashley has told me a lot about you. So I'm, <laughs> I'm thrilled to have you here as well. <laughs> 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 Don't make me blush. Yes, Ashley. Yeah. So you saying like, so where you are today? So like, tell us like, where like, where are you today? Like, who like, what's what is happening in your career right now? Okay, so currently I'm in um, Brazil, mm-hmm. in Sao Paulo, in Sao Bernardo. Mm-hmm. Um, Sao Bernardo is playing in the Pauli Star in the championship in Sao Paulo, mm-hmm. um, and our team has won a few, lost. We are eight on the lock currently, fighting for, um, so it's Celia A, B, and 3. So we're fighting for A3, a spot next year in the professional league. Oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. You- and how's it going mm-hmm. with your team right now? <laughs> Is it going all right? Yeah. Yeah, it's going good. A lot of hard work. A lot, a lot. I, I thought America was bad, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well. Yeah. So, 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 do you play for like your national team now? Uh, yes, but I haven't got a call up. It was Afcon. It was, um, and now currently they had friendlies in uh, London. Mm-hmm. I think it was against. It was they were in Chelsea in Stanford Bridge. Mm-hmm. I think maybe a month or, or yeah, a month and a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Have you had a call up before? Yes, I have. Yeah. So what's the like? Talk to us the process. Like how how do you one get a call up like for yourself? Like is it? 
it's hard work. It's, it's difficult <laughs> being a mixed um, girl. But I think you just have to be consistent. You have to. Sometimes it's like, okay, you have to keep quiet, you know, because there are certain politics, certain things that are happening in camp, and you just have to just go with it if you want to be there. That's how it is back so. Is there many, like, black mixed-race girls on the team? Not a, yeah, and not a lot of um, mixed-race girls, so that's how it happens in South Africa. So tell me, because you've mentioned, since you've been on this um, so far, you've mentioned mixed race quite a lot. What kind of challenges has that brought for you? It's, well, for me, like a benefit for me. No, it's not benefit for, I think, mixed race people because you really have to outshine everybody else. And it's always, it's not, not given, you know, like, like my colour's not given. Like you don't get to play. You really have to work, work, work. And then coach like, okay, maybe this play is actually good and she'll give you a call up. It's really difficult for my people to get into the national team. Very difficult. Oh, wow. The way so what is yeah. more? Is it white people or the black people? A lot of black people. Oh, wow. Okay. It's different. Oh, that's very yeah, different. It's, 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 <laughs> I it's the reverse. I know it's reverse. And <laughs> South Africa, it's reverse. Wow. Unfortunately, are the coaches black? Um, like, is the infrastructure black led? The, yeah, the technical staff, but the national team coach is colored. Yeah. Mixed race. Oh, okay. Wow, that's very interesting. Because, so, 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 what, what made you not come to like the UK to play football? Like, why did you stay in Brazil, or why did you go to Brazil? Ah, uh, it's always been my dream. Um. You can ask all my friends, especially I, I had a I had a talk with my friend and I was like, I need to play in Brazil. And I was playing in America. And people like think, no, Rebecca's crazy. And I was like, no, I'm not crazy. Like I need to take this opportunity. And I sat down and I was like, I need I'm gonna I'm gonna take the chance. Mm-hmm. Um and I took the risk because it was since I was I think little, I've always wanted to play. But I've always got the chance to play in America, but never in Brazil. So when the chance came I took it with both hands. So obviously you've been manifesting it from a young age and here you are. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, so let's take a few let's take a few steps back. So obviously you're currently in Brazil right now. Obviously you want to know about how it led up to that. So you obviously started off saying how you was young and you was playing with people much older than you. So then obviously you ended up going to America, but what happened before that? Oh, before that? Before America. Before America, I was playing for UWC. And I was playing for Nova National in the top league for women's um, football South Africa, professional. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no. And then I did my research in American football, how to get into university and those things. And then I contacted as many coaches as possible. And they'll contact me back. And I chose, okay, we're just going to be the best fit for me in America. And I chose that college and that university. Yeah, Northeast Texas. Yes, that's correct. NJCAA. So... Did you stay there for the full four years in America? No, I completed my two years in America, and then I just finished my two-year degree. Okay, what made you not want to stay for the extra two years? Because uh, I was going to be 23 or 24, and I, at the age of 23, 24, I want to play in Brazil or in Europe. So that was my goal. So I was, I was not taking, I was not having it at the age of 23 or 24. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And what was your success like with the with your team in America? Oh, it was good. Um, we had a oh, it's really difficult. We had a good team, I think. Um, but we were only fifteen or sixteen girls, so the season was tough. Um, both um, different training styles, different techniques in America, of course. Obviously, um, it's a uh, first world country, so every you get all the machinery, you get all the yeah. Everything was there. The resources were there. Everything was there. Same in, same in England. You guys have everything. So, because compared to South Africa, obviously we have only in the national team, but when you string out infrastructure with teams, it's not there. Um, so, that was a bit difficult, but obviously, if you persevere, you get your results. Mm. Um, so, in America, everything was there. You just had to work for it. Mm. Mm. 16 girls, though. 16. It's, it's, it's not a lot of people. There's like 24, 25 in a squad normally. Yeah. Hmm. So not a lot of people in the UK would want to go out on the scholarships. So I'm just wondering why this they struggle to get girls. 
Uh-huh, because of COVID, remember? Most of the people went home. My friend as well, when they said she had to come home, she just went home. I was like, no, there's no way. Hmm. So, so, okay, so, okay, so you've gone to America now. You've done your thing in America. You've now gone to Brazil. Now you're at your stage in your career right now. Is it a thing where you'd want to come to the UK? Come to the WSL? Come to the championship? <laughs> yeah, come on. The UK will see me. You guys will see me soon. Oh, maybe. But no, no. Right now, right now, it's, it's Brazil. We have to. We have achievements we need to do. We have goals. We need to, I've said since I'm young girl, I need to achieve them. And after that, maybe. Definitely. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Mm. You guys will see me, but not, not now. You'll see me. Well, I love your mindset, you know. <laughs> it makes you find that your whole life. You're just like, yep, 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 yep. And you're just on it. No, but it was, you know, it, it was hard work. Um, and I, people always say, ah, oh, Rebecca, you're so lucky. I think I'm really blessed to be able to do this because obviously I've, I've worked, I've prayed. Um, but I, I, I never thought I'd be here. So it's, 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 a, it's a real opportunity. It's a real blessing to be here. So you talk about obviously a lot of hard work. Break that down for me. What what does that look like? What was what sacrifices did you make? So there's no parties when I was younger. There's no going out. So you want to know it's Monday to Monday to Saturday. It's training. I think oh, no, over ten or twelve hours each 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 week. So twelve hours times three sixty five is how much how much that's for one year. Um, so that's that's what I did. So, since 13, 13 till 19, and then obviously my schedule changed when I went to the US. It was, it's hard work. Wow. Not going to, not going out. It's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of, mm. lot of persistence, mm. a lot of knockdowns, a lot of comebacks, knockdowns, comebacks. So that means no time for relationships either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had those. We had those. We had those, but we just focusing on yeah. We had those. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. Okay. So, you're you said that you are multi, um, not multi. You're mixed race. So, your father is black and your mum is white. Oh, oh that, it's, it's difficult. No, no. <laughs> um, how do I explain this? So, on my on my mom's side, mm. um, they from Ireland, right? Okay. So they were white. Mm. Mm. So my grandpa was very free of complexion, and that's why my mom's was very complexion. Okay. But in South Africa, she's also considered mixed race, but she's lighter complexion. I see. Yeah. My dad is the same race, but he is darker complexion. So we always have this inside joke that I'm adopted because I'm free of complexion because my mom's light and my dad, my dad's dark, but we're the same same race. That's that's mm-hmm. South Africa. Oh, I A lot see. Of okay, so you saying that your your mom is is Irish, right? Have yeah. you ever thought about like transferring from? Because you see the difficulty within South Africa getting on on that on the national team, especially getting the call ups and stuff. Do you ever thought about? Oh, maybe I'll go and get go on to the Irish team. I'm sure they'll be open to. You. <laughs> but it was my it's my it was my great great grandpa, so I don't think that qualifies me to play for them. Ah, see. Oh, I'm pretty sure you can because um I don't know if you know a player called Ross Barkley. He's, um, I think his father is Nigerian, or his grandpa is Nigerian, and you could have played for Nigeria. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's just about citizenship, really. Like, Diogo Costa, he's he's Brazilian, but he plays for Spain because the agent got him this, yeah. a Spain citizenship. So, so it's just... I tried to look it up, though, um, but it's, it's a lot of lot of documents, but I'm going to do it again. I'm going to try it again. Yeah, have a, have a go on it, have a go on it. <laughs> Usually, that's the thing about, like, um, nationality. You know, you've got Jade Bailey, Drew Spencer. You know, they're all playing for England. They realise, man, ain't getting a call-up. So, I'm going to Jamaica. And look, they're in the Jamaica national team and they're in the World Cup. So, you know, sometimes it's that transition where, like, if it's if you if you don't want me, fair enough, but I know another team will. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what's your support system look like? Obviously, your family must be really proud my i think my grandma is one of my most um supportive ones um she always told me and i think because uh, i it was maybe september so october november maybe two months ago my grandma got to see me on tv 
and she got to see me on the um, biggest sports magazine as well. And I was just crying. <laughs> and I was like, this woman is 87. And she said to me, I think she, she told me this like three or four years ago, I'm going to see you on the TV today. And I was like, no, there's no way more. <laughs> and it happened. And I'm really happy for that. So she could be, not that I could have it, but just so she could be, be there and, and see, okay, her granddaughter actually um, was um, able to be on TV. And I was really proud of that. Mm. That's beautiful, man. No, I love that. I love that for you. Aww. And then what about the rest of your family? My dad was always supportive. He's in and out. I think he's the one who was hard on me. Um, after each game, he doesn't tell me, oh, Rebecca, you did well. No, Rebecca, you did this wrong, this wrong. And I think that helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I've always just wanted to like just run away from my dad because he would like, Rebecca, this and that. And as a young kid, you don't always understand, you know, but as you get older, oh, man, you appreciate your parents so much. <laughs> so you gave that tough love. You know? Tough love. Sorry. And so my mom, uh, how do I explain this? So I'm a professional football footballer, and my mom is, you know, she's a, she's a, she's a psychologist, has a master's degree. So in her in her views, it was just, just school. Mm-hmm. But she accepted it that I, I'm working hard in a different direction, although we don't see eye to eye, and she respects what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, she's been supporting me. Okay. Always. Yeah. Although we have different views. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know, I, I think you know. <laughs> so obviously, like, you know, football's first, you're pro, like, you're making money, yeah? Yeah. Okay. What else do you love? Like, if it wasn't a footballer, I know it's the mainstream. Oh, man. What would else, what else would you be doing, Rebecca? I think I'd be, um, to be honest, I think I'd be an artist. Like oh, painting. Why? Yeah, painting and maybe having my own clothing line. I still want to do it. But I, I think that would be my first focus, having my own clothing brand and my own clothing line and being an artist. Oh, yes. that's amazing. I love that, you know. We could collab on that. <laughs> yeah, come <laughs> on. <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I love that though, because there are athletes out there, and like they do, they are artists at the same time. That's so cool. Oh, that's amazing. Aww. So now that you know you're playing professionally in Brazil, do you I can't hear you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I say now that you're um to playing professionally in Brazil, right? Do you feel the, how can you say, like, the tension that you'd feel if you was, got, you know, playing for the national team or trying to get into the national team? Do you feel like that race complication, is? do you feel that in, in, in Brazil? Uh, no, I think it will always be, it will always be that um, in the national team. Whether I'm playing in America, whether I'm playing in Brazil, mm-hmm. that's just how the politics is back home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, as you know, like the women's, we you know we we're here to kind of like give voices for the people that don't feel like they have any voices, or as well as that, like show, showcase grassroots football. Um, you know everything to do with showcasing women's football, on um, broadcasting women's football in in any way. Do you wish that there was more coverage in women's football in South Africa as well as of Brazil? Course, of course. <laughs> That's not even the question. <laughs> of course I do. I mean, man, you've got um, just giving shout outs to uh, my, my friends. Um, but the best mid- okay. Sorry, because I know I have a lot of friends. But one of the best midfielders is obviously um, Thalia Thea. Oh, man, she's brilliant on the ball, on and off the ball. Mm. Um, and I know because she's playing for the best team. They've got a lot of coverage. But, like, girls who's playing, like, for maybe Vasco da Gama or JVW don't have that much coverage mm-hmm. um, because of the followers and, you know, interaction with um, the page and those things. Yeah. Um, but you've got some good girls playing in South Africa back home. I mean, brilliant. Oh, wow. Damn. I love that. I mm. think the next call-up um, should be Luba, um, one of my... My best friend, she's playing back in America in um, college football, mm-hmm. uh, Division One. One of the best right backs back home. Oh, wow. Very good. She's, she's South African as well? Uh-huh. Okay, okay. So, oh, wait, hold on. So what, what, um, because I know the, is it the, M, is it the MSL or is it the W? Yeah. 
National Women's Soccer League. Yeah, yeah I know there, like within America, I know the soccer is like it's massive out there. Like you're really, like you're really making bread. Like really making money out there. Um, Naomi Nakasaki, the top, um, the tennis player, mm-hmm. um, has her own team. So the girls are growing. Yeah, she has oh. her own soccer team. I don't know which one is it. I think it's Portland. Not Port. It's one of the the, the big um teams she's supporting. So those girls are they getting it as well? Oh wow! <laughs> Do you see yourself playing in America in the future? Like no. as like in that. <laughs> Why why do you say that? Oh man, um the football mm-hmm. style of play. Yeah. Um, I, I like it in the UK. Um I like it in in Europe and obviously I love it in Brazil. You're free to play mm. as you want. In America I, do I don't like it. I can't do touch and go. I need to do something. No, 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 no. I can't. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you you know me. Yeah, I was the only one. No, no, I thought I was the only one. Okay, so be even though, because no, I like touch and go. You know, you're not always on the ball. Someone grabs you. No, I love touch and go, man. That's the that's the best. I wouldn't say that's the best style of play because I do like the freestyles. Like growing up, like Marta was like my favorite to watch. Like, I'd always plug in on YouTube. There's me, little 12-year-old, typing in Marta on YouTube, seeing her skills. I'm like, oh, damn, she's sick, man. But, and then, like, Rachel Yankee, like, those players, like, when they're on the ball, you're not getting the ball off them. No. Like, that's what, that, you know, that's what I, what I remember from watching. <laughs> they're chasing the ball. Yeah, literally. Yeah, you're chasing the ball. Literally. Oh, my gosh. So... So, what is like your plans? You'd say for football in the future. Like, do you would you want to be a coach one day? Would you want to own your own team? That's in that's in fifteen years time, guys. I can't think that far. You know, <laughs> that's very far. <laughs> that's very far. Okay, but to be honest with you, when I do get there, I'll you'll be the first to know. Okay. Do you know what? You, the reason why the reason why I asked that question is because you know you you know as a kid you wanted to play in Brazil, so it's like. For you to know that far, I'm pretty sure you should know where you're gonna be in the, like the next five years or the next t- ten years. You know what I mean? I always surprise myself, so I, I don't want to say one thing and then it's you know it's yeah. something else. That makes sense. Yeah. We will definitely we'll definitely be coaching, and I mean, um, but right now, no. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get to that level, of football professional, what's like the expectations that they have of you? Oh, it's the same back home. You just have to be consistent. I think um, whether you're in pain or not, you have to push through. Um, there's this, this pressure, but pressure is a privilege because many girls are... If, for me, I always tell myself, there's one one million girls in, in America who wanted to play a university and they don't get to play university. Mm-hmm. And then in South Africa, I also say the same thing. There's one million girls in South Africa, they don't get to do the same thing as I do. And then in Brazil, the same... Um, one million, you don't get to do the same thing. So it's a real privilege to be able to do what you do mm-hmm. um, with everything that comes with it. And you just have to make sure that you give your best 100% always um, and be consistent with it, you know, because at any time things could change, anytime. So you always have to adapt to your environment, always. Okay. So I'll ask you a random question here. In South Africa, but what, was there a big food difference you would want to Was there a big difference? Like, how was the food for you in America? Oh, man. I don't think I should be saying this right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can! You can! Oh, you know, South Africans make the best food. They've got the best cuisine. They've got... It was cardboard, guys. And back in America, it was cardboard. I can't say nothing. Because... <laughs> It was cardboard. Listen, when I went to America, that's when I found out I was lactose intolerant, you know? That that milk's not, that milk's different. That's not from cow. I think we're the same because we, (laughs) the same styling and the same milk, we're the same. I think we're just twins. Something was wrong, man. That canteen food, man. I feel you, sis. (laughs) That's what you had. (laughs) 
it wasn't great. Um, but obviously, like you went to a different country. Was there anything that was different? The fruits, the grapes, um, the watermelons, the bananas. Um, because in South Africa, we, we grow them um, mm. from the farm. Um, and you can taste like, you know, and then I came to America and I was like, is this grapes? Yes. Okay. Just maybe different taste, you know, in different countries. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Did those grapes have seeds? No. Mm. <laughs> and also, I don't know the weather from country to country, but was it similar then? No, it was no. It was like freezing. Mm. Or in America, uh-huh. Texas. Yes. Oh, I was hot when I went. <laughs> it was snowing. Oh. oh. Okay, but surely in the summer though, it was like piping. Oh. Yes. I think the difference was because it was really humid. Uh-huh. Very so, oh, so would your hair get frizzy? Uh, but my, that's the thing, though. My hair was actually um, better in America than it was in South Africa. I don't know why, though. Mm, maybe water systems were better there, then. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. <laughs> no, I can't comment on that <laughs> Oh, I love that for you, though. I love that. You're really mindful of what you say. Me? Take it. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, mm. Or Melee? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, just, it's crazy to, like, to see, to see or to actually, like, learn about South Africa and, like, Brazil, like, the the professionalism of like the Brazilian Brazilian league because like when you know you know doing our due diligence searching about you and actually understanding more about the Brazilian structure of football so saying that you you get paid like I'm I'm shocked (laughs) I didn't think that you there's actually a financial stability in place for women football in Brazil it's barely enough in the UK so you know I'm so happy I'm so happy to hear that you guys mm. actually do get paid and stuff. Um, I think it's just similarities with the UK, um, with um, what do you call this? England's uh, England's what do you call the professional league? Uh, WSL. Yes, it's the same. Oh wow, it's the same. So, so do you have... the, same money or... the same what? Sorry, I think the same structure, like visibility and everything like that, because. I know, like, the top teams, obviously, they get bigger facilities, bigger stadiums, bigger um, best players. <laughs> and <those laughs> uh, So it's the same in Brazil where, like, the teams that are not the, not the greatest... Because are are, is your team backed by the men's team? Yes. Okay, okay. Right. Okay. Do you, do you guys ever train with the, the men's or do you ever have, like days where you might do something with the men's team or with like the under 18s or the once once we had yes them okay that's good that's good that's really good wow that i i honestly didn't even think that um women's football internationally was getting better and it's you are actually a kind of like evidence to us that in the grassroots especially that like oh crap that like, you know you really can make fo- make it in football it might not be in the uk but you can do it in another country that's that's crazy it's true because um you get really close-minded sometimes you just think about your own country and like hearing you today i'm just like okay cool like hometown comparing it south africa me london america you went to america and then you took that next step and went off to <laughs> Yeah. That's sick. That's sick. That's good. Mm. So obviously, like the first thing I thought of when you said to me, training freaking Monday to Saturday was overuse. Do you not get a lot of potential injuries during overuse? Can you hear me well? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know. You just have to push through. Um, do mm. say push through. When I was younger, I was. Uh, um, going off and um, on camp um, and then my coach didn't want to play me that season and it was my first season um, playing in the highest league in South Africa 
Um, and he said, okay, I'm going to give you a chance for Baker, but if you're injured again, you're not going to play. Um, it was difficult, um, but I had to because I was training with Vasco five days a week. Then I was training, before Vasco, I was training with my friend, maybe an hour and a half. After I'm done with um, him and his, his dad, we, um, my dad drops me at Vasco de Gama. I train with him. After training, I'm training with the, with the guys, with the fourth or fifth team, and these guys are old. I mean, they're old. So, you know, it's push and shove, um, but we managed to get it. That's it's just hard work. It's got to I'm just feeling energy. Like, like, like <laughs> if, if you want something, you're going to go for it. Good for That's you. Because <laughs> so, I was squeezing in naps any time I could get. <laughs> oh. I was you, you. That was college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> Oh, so like, but no, it's a lot mm. Go on, Mel. oh yeah. So I was gonna say like, what? So like, obviously, coming on the pod today is like, what? Like, kind of like, what? Like, what's your voice? Like, what? What do you wanna kind of like express, or what is it? Something that you kind of find challenging right now? I know we touched on it about being like McTrace and you know uh, trying to get the call up in South Africa's um, international team, but like. What like what else is you can say like what else is bothering you or kind of like when Ash was talking about how you know the referees are so old and <laughs> and like they don't even know how to make proper calls and calls and stuff like that like what what would you say is bothering you right now in women's football or would you want something to improve on? I think it's the grassroots. Firstly, um, and I'm happy back home they have under nines, under tens. I never had that privilege. Um, to see my little cousin playing grassroots and score like five, six goals. I'm like, oh, I mean, I wish I could be in your position. I'd probably score 10 or 20 goals, um, <laughs> but I can't do that. Um, but I'm, I'm seeing a lot of improvement, especially in, in the UK, um, of black girls getting to play in the national team because I'm always speaking to a lot of coaches. Um, and my mm. favourite has to be Nikita Paris. Is she playing for, for, is she playing for Man City now at the moment? No. Is she playing PSG? Man United, Man United. My bad. Very, very good player. I look mm. after her. Not because we're the same color, but maybe we are. I don't know. Um, but, you know, she's a great player. Um, and just for me to see um, a mixed person in England's national team, it's just, it's just mm. levels. And maybe in three or four years' time, we're going to see a lot of um, mixed girls from um, England's national team because now our parents are accepting the fact that, okay, this, this girl wants to play professional. This girl wants to, you know, do do this, be in this direction, we have to support it, you know, because our parents came from, not slavery, but our parents came from, you know, it was difficult um, that those times because it was only one way for them, you know, and now we get to do media, we get to do um, shows, we get to do soccer, we get to do play netball and all these type of things, you know, so we get a lot of opportunities now. Um, so for me, I'd, I'd like that women's football grow more, support each other more, and not just being a professional athlete, but just to encourage others, you know, because... Uh, in South Africa, we say Ubuntu. Um, together, we are united. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, just having a lot of support and just supporting others, I think, is very important. Us as female football footballers, singers, or whatever you call it, you know, just be standing together. That's what I'm all about. Uh, I've, I've got a question for you because you've been asking me questions about my career. How is the UK um, women's football um, for mixed race black? Um, um, females um, in the UK. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then go no, ahead. I think he was pointing to Melissa. Um, no. um, funny you said that because I'm not going to lie. When you said that you saw some couple of mixed race people on the England national team and like Nikita Paris, like, yeah, they're there. But obviously at the moment we're having this kind of big debate that there is not enough. Yeah, I agree with you fully. I agree with you fully. And then there was even some statistics brought out by um, someone saying that the minutes that they played, though, across the whole of the Euros, Nikita played, what was it, 16 minutes across the whole thing? 13, 13. 13? Yeah, Yeah. it was really bad. And, like, um, I feel like... What's the problem, though? Because I know South Africa has, you know, a problem with, with us, but what's the problem, though, in England? Is it the same problem that we have back home? No... It's more like the infrastructure is more middle class within women's football. Um, you know, it, it's not a, 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 a sport. Well, women's football in particular, like facilities and stuff, you know, you have to travel out. Like, 
playing you it's not it's not it's not in the city like you'd have to travel outside the city to go where and if someone that's from you know the ghetto from the hood to travel your mum's working your dad's working no one's gonna take you so you can't go so there isn't enough diversity in that spectrum you can say um also feel like the infrastructure probably just don't want to include diversity you know if just call it a spade a spade they're probably just not interested in you know black and mixed race and brown you know you know women to enter football and you know there needs to be a bit of a change um and also support i think we need support of each other you know you know when the case of eniloku when she had that racism case you know no one backed her you know so if there was more of, more of a support with within the unity as us as, as a whole i think there could be a massive change i think if everyone even if because i know sometimes it's that, that friction between mixed race and black but we're still one you know we we still got a black parent do you know what i mean so we still need to have that support system together and come together as a unit to really tackle this problem because trying to go to like players and you know like i saw the beth mead thing and yeah we're going to talk about it of course because it's boots and heels we talk about it you know do you, do you know who um, beth mead is she um Do, do, do you know a player called Beth Mead? She's played for Arsenal. I don't think she's she retired now. Is she, has she retired now? I don't. <laughs> but basically, yeah, go on. Oh, so yeah, so basically, Beth Mead. Um, she basically was a journalist asked her about the diversity within women's football and why that the England squad was just basically, you know, full of just white girls and. And why is it that the mixed race girls never got played? Black mixed race girls never got played enough. And she kind of just basically brushed it and kind of just said, well, you know, you know, they picked the best 11. Okay, but you know, they actually picked 17 to 18 players and three of them were mixed race. So what about them? Why are you saying just the best 11 players? So it was a big like kerfuffle online that you know, she kind of degraded, not degraded us, but kind of just like pushed us to the side. She doesn't really care about the, the diversity measurement within women's football. And yes, it seemed, her comment did, did seem like she didn't care. But at the same time, I always say like, there's no point trying to, trying to be upset on someone who don't even care about us anyway. Like you, you can't expect, you can't expect a player to support us when they don't even care about us. They don't care. And it's and if they don't care, that's fine. But then don't try and pull the diversity card or don't try to pull the... We need support to support each other when you don't want to support race... Like, support us go through racism. It doesn't make sense. So, so yeah, I feel like as a unit, we need to come together and really tackle this, this problem as a, you know as mixed race and black people and uh, there is friction between mixed race and black we see it all the time but we're one at the end of the day um i don't want people to think i'm shying away from the question so <laughs> we drop my percent um first of all i think part of the debate right now is a lot of people don't actually know why it's happening a lot of people are actually searching for the answer everyone's just giving their opinion and what they think but really, what is it? We can only really speculate and drop what our factors might possibly be. Mm -hmm. In terms of the Beth Mead case, I reckon it's probably down to ignorance. Mm. And I say in the sense of whether she did know or she didn't know, but you know that this is a big topic going on. Mm. So do educate yourself. You understand that you are a team and there are black girls or, you know, people of colour on your team that are going through things like what's going on, speak up about it. But I think it's more of a, if it's not affecting me. And like you said, a lot of things do go on in clubs. There are feelings hurt. There can be bullying. There can be judgment. So they probably just want to not get involved. Next minute, they're sitting on a bench right with them. You get it? So um, <laughs> I just think, I think as well, like Mel was saying is in terms of the infrastructure, we need some more people of colour in the board to answer those questions, make those changes. I just keep seeing initiatives, initiatives, this, that, this, that. But I don't know. Is it? I think it's moving in the sense of in terms of 
um, lots of people colouring coaching now and mentoring and you're seeing all that preparing the young kids. But now it's okay, cool, but is this going to get them to the highest level eventually? Or are they going to just fizzle out? You know? Leo Williamson kind of said it in the interview. She kind of did say that there should be more centre of excellence. Or she said in the long, in the long, in a way where there should be more funding to bring back the academies to help grow the diversity within, you know, the poor economical areas to get back to the that high level or to introduce them into the high level. But you know, sometimes it's all talk, no action. It's true. Like, build an academy, put it in Stratford. This is a popular area in London, by the way. We're getting a lot of girls coming through. <laughs> you know, everyone can get there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, we can only hope. No, but maybe we should talk about that. Um, I don't know. Um, just to start, um, because it's really difficult um, back home. Um, and I see it all the time, especially with girls, and they're very, very good. Um, but they don't have the support of their parents or their mother and their father is not interested and they can't go to soccer practice because of this and that. Um, so it's the same thing. Um, just It's difficult because all the big clubs are like in the city and you always have to travel. Um, and unfortunately, those big talents and those those small stars, can you say, they don't get shown because there's not a lot of support for them. And... That's how it's going to be if we don't put into action, you know. We can say, we can say, talk about it, but what are we going to do about it, you know? And that's what I'm all about as well. Mm. Action, action, it's true. Yeah. Um, question, you don't have to answer this, but what I want to know is there's a big difference from grassroots to professional football. And I want to know is, do you guys, do they do your coaching and managers consider you as individuals? And actually get to know you and know what work or is it just your number you make up the team? I think that's a good question and I'm gonna answer that. Um going from grassroots to professional it's a big jump, big leap. Um because while you're playing in grassroots, I've never played in grassroots, but I've played with professionals back home. Um it's on another level. You know, these girls are you're talking about the best back home. Um so you're going to play with the best back home and you're going to give your best, um, because they're just on another level compared to the players that are not playing in the national team. Um, and at first it was difficult because I couldn't um, match up to the level. And I was thinking, okay, I'm not going to do this. Um, but eventually you get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm either going to grow or I'm either going to stay stuck where I am. And you need to choose growth over everything. Um, and obviously the coaches are always, because um, we have, Midfielders we have strikers and then we fight defenders and the strikers always go with a co- the striker coach and they always um, support me even they're speaking in Portuguese so guys I speak English and I speak Dutch and I speak little Portuguese you know not brilliant but I mean for me it's it's mind blowing that they can speak to me and they actually care they like you know speaking their language and telling me exactly what to do and I understand because now I'm getting used to the um, um work and the coach will ask me are you okay how are you doing um, and it's really something special because um, back home you don't get those, you know, you get those favourite, okay, this one's my favourite, that's my favourite. So for me, just to be known and to be seen, especially with my teammates, uh, I don't know, man, it's really special. Mm. That's awesome, man. That really makes transitions easier and smoother, help, good for mental health as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think we need to look at it as well. We didn't speak about that, hey? I was going to speak about that. I, I got it in my notes. Um, players um, and the mental health because people always think, "Oh, you're a machine. Oh, you're the best." No, it's 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 a lot of con- um, attributes, a lot of contributes, you know. Because being happy, it's not easy. Um, and sometimes you need to take a break. And I mean, like sometimes if you have to, like just stay away from soccer just to look after yourself. I think that's important yeah. um, to make sure you're okay before your job's okay. And then to continue afterwards, and um, it's really important to always look at, um, make sure that you're okay before you can contribute and help others. You know. Mm. Yeah. I'd always say put yourself first, as my mother said. Me no, me no, you always have to put yourself first. 
you got to make sure you're right. Like, things will happen for you. Always. You know what I mean? Like, things will always happen for you, but you have to put yourself right. Health is wealth. <laughs> like, literally. It, as corny as it sounds, but health is seriously, like, it's, it's really important, man. Because if your health ain't on point, especially mentally, because that's where the brain's at. The brain can, mm-hmm. the brain tells your body, you know, pick up, pick up the ball, kick the ball, whatever. So if, if that ain't correct, then your whole gameplay ain't going to be correct. And then you'll just, you start to perish away. So no, you're right. You're right. You need to take time out and you really need to like, yeah, like really just like, not to say G-check yourself, but where it's like, hey Mel, you're all right. Nah, I'm not all right, you know. <laughs> mm. you? Yeah, 100%. So you want to take care of yourself in terms of mental health, but I still do believe, though, the teams you're with, they are responsible for the They have to. Mm. Because, especially, like, when you're reaching at a high level, let's say you're in WSL, there's trolls all over the internet, things happen in games, like that. So even if you're checking in on them, or do you need a little, like, um, therapist today, or, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking to these networks, and delete these comments, or, you know, people change Instagram and be like, how are you letting my players, you know, racism against them mm-hmm. and all that. Um, yeah, they, have, they have to be a part of it as well. Yeah, the team, I see a lot the team of people, um, players get attacked, eh? Um, even if it's fights or even some red cards. They they have they, they don't have no filter when it comes to female soccer players. No, but when it's not, they just leave him. And I mean that's just not on, and that's not that's not um how do you finally get my English word now? Sorry guys, <laughs> but that's not on. Yeah, no. even with their how their bodies now on the pitch, like poor Hawa man, she really got it bad man. You know about that incident. The oh, well. the <laughs> the West Ham and Aston Villa, the two players that were fighting each other. I don't know if you I don't know if you've come across it. No. Oh yeah, if you, yeah. What happened? We'll tell you about it a little later. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but yeah, two girls got into it. Um and yeah, it weren't it wasn't good for the funny enough it was a black girl and a and a white girl. And the black girl got really scrutinized badly on the internet. Um, saying that she looks like a man, she looks like a gorilla. You know, calling her all names but under the book. They always throw bananas at us and we just eat the bananas on the field, right? Yeah. They always throw bananas at us and we just have to eat it, you know? That's how we have to take the um, criticism um, um, and all the bad things that come with it and just walk away from it. In it, it's a get away with it. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, you need to throw them out the stadium, ban them. Yeah, literally. You're never coming back to ever watch a football game again if you don't have to behave. Especially when you're like, I would like to think, bro, if you're a big 35-year-old man, you should know. And you're old. I don't know what you're doing in the game. Like, you, you had your chance. You blew it. Come on, give us the chance now to shine. Yeah, scrutinising, man. Mm-mm. But no, what else did you have on that notepad? Yeah. <laughs> We was we was coming into this we was coming into this conversation like let's just chat man like what are you yeah, saying what am I saying yeah um I don't know but I want to say that um I really hope that more girls um because I know it's a lot of tenacity from my side um a lot of pushing a lot of um, um persistence mm. um but I also want girls from my community especially um to be where I am um because mm. I just don't want it to be about me. It's about my community, my family, um, and um, really, it's something special to see um, people come from my community because it's not—it's not easy. I, I mean, I had it good because I can see compared to my friends, um, but it's the same situation that, that we were all in how we grew up. I mean, just to see a girl from the community to play in three different countries is very special. Very. Yeah. It, it, it really is. It really is because. Okay, so guys, this is one of my good friends. Hello. Hello. Um, and yeah, we're playing in the same team. Ah, okay. Very good. Yeah. She doesn't speak English, but she's very good. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah. What motivates you? I think I think my past, what I wanted in life, um. 
every day just waking up and knowing that I came from just a small, small, small place. And I get to experience all this. I get to travel because God gives me the grace each and every day. Mm-hmm. And I get to do it. And that's, uh, that's for me, it's a blessing just to wake up and be here. Uh, that's why you have to wait, Ash. England's going to see me, but not right now. <laughs> I'm so excited. No, this is how like superstar stories are born. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You came from the small city and next minute you're there and you've got shoes with Nike. Love that. Love yeah, that. That's amazing. Oh, man. But yeah. Um... But you do lovely work. Um, I'm too shy to do your work, firstly. I can talk a lot, but I'm very shy. Um, so I really like what you guys are doing. And continue with it, please. Um, because it's, it shines lights on, on especially the women's football. Mm-hmm. That side. Um, and I'm, I'm really humbled. It's a privilege to be able to speak to um, people from the UK because I'm always excited. Um, I don't know who messaged me on Instagram, but I was really excited to be on this interview today. <laughs> and I mean, as a little kid to grow up um, just from Alsace River and then to play in America, to play with my national team, to play to play in Brazil, and then to get interviewed by a UK. Oh, man, I don't have words. It's, it's, it's crazy. Oh, I don't know what you mean. It's crazy. We appreciate it. We pre- we appreciate you coming on. You know, it's not and yeah, like we appreciate you coming on or coming to talk to us. Yes, like, we got a pro bowler like yeah. chatting to us. But for me, right, honestly though, like you are a great example. You know, like, mm. you are de- definitely an inspiration to so many people, and I hope as many people listen to this because from what you've told us, and obviously I believe you, but you've worked so freaking hard. Okay, man. Unfortunately, but you know what, I've done that. We all on our own journey, and we all work differently. You know, some of us are going to work harder than others. That's me. But you appreciate it more. Ashley always tells me, you appreciate things more when you get there, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Because you know what it takes to get there. And I kind of see it now. I appreciate it more because if I had got easy, I don't think I would appreciate it like I appreciate it now. I really appreciate it. That's good. That's good. Okay. All right. Let me uh, wrap up this episode. Um, oh, no, no, we've done it. No, 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 oh, we'll, no, we'll talk after, we'll talk after. But I'm uh, just wrapping up the episode. <laughs> um, just let that get submitted off. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for listening, guys. Thank you, Rebecca, so much. Like, we're very grateful for you to come and, and talk to, you, you know, Ash and myself. Like, it's amazing. You know, this is our first pro footballer coming onto the pod and, like, kind of, like, talking to us about their story and like you know, we kind of want more more footballers and more people to tell their stories so that they can give back to the community and kind of like let the little girls know that you know you look like me, I could be there type of thing. So, so, so yeah, man. Anything for you, Ash? No, yes. Like Mel said, thank you so much for your time. Really enjoyed this conversation. And you know, it's you know, you forget you don't really know sometimes who you have similar stories with. Mm-hmm. So network, get out there. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you, Mel. Okay, guys, speak to you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Stay blessed.